from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving in storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they really love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. As we answer your questions about your life and your money, the call is free, and some say the advice is worth exactly what you pay for it. The phone number is 888-825-5225. That's 888 Frank is in Myrtle Beach to start us off. Hey, Frank, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, how are you? Better than I deserve, sir. What's up? <laughs> Question. Um, 53... Uh, I feel like I feel like I've done everything right except for retirement. Uh, houses paid off a couple years ago. Uh, I have a college fund for my kids. Uh, two kids, eighteen and fifteen. All all my cars are paid off. All four of them. Um, uh, I I have a small. I got vested in a years. Wait a minute! You I cut out. You have, you're cut out. You have a small what? Yeah. I have a, um, I'm vested or I have like a, a, a pension or a retirement, uh, whatever you want to call it, with a company that I worked for. I got vested for um, working for them for 13 years. So I, there's a small amount of retirement that's going to come from that. Okay. Um, so it's not much. I didn't, I didn't, you know, 13 yeah. years, it's probably not going to pay out that much. Um, I have some income property. Uh, what, some what's your question, Frank? So at, the, at this stage of my life, what can I do to, you know, I don't, you know, to 12 years away, what, what can I do to, to supplement my income, to supplement my retirement? Because like I keep contributing to a 401k or a Roth IRA, and I've pulled the money out for hardship several times. And Why? I've never been able to just, uh, just to pay bills. Then I mean, I shouldn't have done that. I've, I've made a couple of mistakes uh, doing that. Okay. You have debt um, now? No debt. Okay. Zero. You no have an emergency. Do you have an emergency fund of three to six yeah, months of expenses? Thirty thirty thousand. Okay, so the chances of you needing to pull out money with the thirty thousand dollar buffers close to zero, isn't it? Have we not corrected yeah. this problem? Um, Sounds no, like we have. I, I, well, should I, should I be contributing to a four of a Roth at this point? Yeah, um, if you're going to use the thirty thousand to pay bills instead of the Roth. Mm-hmm. If you have an emergency pop okay. up, don't cash out your freaking Roth again, right? You use the thirty k. That's what it's for, right? Yeah, but, yeah. but our income's pretty low right now. It's only about thirty to forty thousand mm-hmm. um, for myself. My wife's about twenty five k. My health problems haven't been able to go full time. I've never been able to really contribute the math up for a four one k, and I can't right now either. Why yeah. not? Well, I think you can max out all you can put in and i think you can max out your roth iras you guys need to tighten your budget up and do a written budget you've got to do it you've got to do it i mean you got you you said you're 63 i mean dude it's time i mean it's it's like past time it's time to do this you you got nothing better to do than pile all your money in a pile in a 401k and roth ira as fast as you can if you've paid off all your debt and you've saved up your money and you don't have 15 percent, the math ain't mathing to put towards retirement. Exactly. That I mean, means you your 50, budget's you have not right. You dollars income. Yeah. You sit down, do a written budget with your wife, and the two of you focus in and say, hey, we've got to make up some lost time. Yeah. And you can do it. It, it is possible. It's it's not too late. I mean, you're not going to end up with $2 million from that, but you are going to end up with a good nest egg and take that vested amount and roll it to a 401k. 
Uh, you need to jump into RamseySolutions.com and click on SmartVestor Pro and find a SmartVestor in your a SmartVestor Pro in your area and sit down with them. And you and your wife develop a detailed game plan on how you're going to load this puppy up. Mm-hmm. Got some catching up to do. Yeah, but he, he can do it. They just got to do it. He does. Um, it sounds like in the past that they had that didn't have an emergency fund and we're putting money in their 401k. And this yeah. is why people, they, people freak out. And we say, when we first start our program, do not put money in your 401k until you are debt free other than the house, baby step two and have the emergency fund. Cause you will use your 401k like he did That's right. as your emergency fund. Mm-hmm. Dumb. Yeah. Here work. it is played out. Bad yep. idea. Not dumb yeah. person, dumb idea. That's right. Yeah, that's D- right. Different thing there. So, yeah, you've got to do these things in that order. That lays the foundation to be able to win. Michelle's in North Carolina. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thank you. Um, I'll get right to my question and then give a little bit of background, and hopefully you can figure this out for me. Um, so my question is, should I have additional money withheld from my W-2 as a teacher to avoid owing money at the end of the year, as I have this year for the first time in my life, or focus on paying down high interest debt. Um, and I have about $20,000 of high interest debt. You should pro- you, like- you should have the proper amount pulled out of your check for taxes, the amount you're okay. actually going to owe. No more, right. no less. That's the question then that, that I have. How can, for some reason... They cannot seem to figure this out. Who's um, they? So as the, my employer. Oh, that's not their job. <laughs> okay. How do I figure this out? Because I don't know how much um, they should be taking out. Okay. How much extra did you owe this year? 2100 Okay. And so that's suspiciously like about 200 bucks a month. Has anything okay. changed in this year versus last year for your tax situation? No. Buy a house, get rid of a kid, no longer got a dependent. No, my son's 19, so he was already. They're going to be the same as last year. They're going to be the same as last year. Your income's going to be about the same. No big uh, financial events that are causing a tax change. No. Then you could simply tell personnel to change your withholding by 200 bucks a month and you'll be okay. Okay. That's an that's right. an easy way of doing it. Mm-hmm. The more complicated way of doing it is actually sit down with a tax professional, do your taxes for this year. Uh-huh. You're not going to file them, but do them and go, I owe exactly this amount. Divide that by your paychecks and make sure that much is coming out of your paychecks. Okay. And that would be exact. The IRS withholding tables are incompetent and wrong. They're from the IRS. Don't be shocked. <laughs> it's terrible. And, and and you're and you're you know and so you know I claim so many deductions. I'll never forget my oldest daughter got her first job out of college, and uh, she had to claim nine deductions, and she had no dependents. She was a single college girl in an apartment, uh-huh, uh-huh. but she had to claim nine to get the right amount of withholding. Yeah. They were their their tables were that far off. Just stupid. So okay. yeah, that that's what you're facing. So you can't. Personnel doesn't know how to do it. You can ha- sit with a tax professional and figure it out exactly, and then take that number, go to personnel, say, withhold this from my checks. Um, or just change it by 200 bucks, which is 2400 a year. You'll get a small refund next year if your taxes are exactly the same as they were this year. But 
Uh, doesn't look like taxes are going to change much from 22 to 23. So think you're going to be okay doing it that way. But if you want to be perfectly nerdy and do it the other way, you can go that way too. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. This is The Ramsey Show. Kate is with us. Kate is in Jacksonville, Florida. Hi, Kate. Welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Hi, Jade. Thank you for your time today. Sure. What's up? Um, I have a question of uh, whether or not I should pay off my mortgage using some of my CDs and investments. What kind of investments are they? Um, it's they're diversified uh, with capital growth, um, mid capital growth, core bonds, those kind of things. Non invest, um, non. It was a life insurance. Non retirement from my. I'm sorry. Non retirement. Um. Well, it's kind of turned out to be retirement. No, is it in um, it a 401k a or an IRA? No, it's okay. with an no. investment company. Right. Um, my my previous husband passed away, and so it was mm. his life insurance policy. Oh, my. Mm, I'm so um, sorry. Well, he passed away during COVID. It's Ugh. been a few years. but um, So I invested it because I didn't know what else to do with it. There's nothing, um, we nothing were wrong with free that. Except you, yeah, you did, we you were debt-free except for our home. We were debt-free except for our home, and um, I wanted to pay my home off, but... Mm-hmm. Just in that time, um, when I hadn't invested it, okay. and uh, I've since remarried, and uh, we would just like to use, you know, our money properly, and I'd like to kind of honor my late husband um, because we both wanted to have the people at home. Yeah. Um. So I just I want to know if this would be a good idea, or if we should just buckle down and pay off what is left, what the balance is, because I have. Um, very little, and um, my interest rate is super low. What is hey, the balance? Kate, yeah, Kate, your what's your balance, Kate? Uh, the balance is one sixty four. How much is in your investments? Um, we have a net worth of seven eighty. What's in the investments? Um, that's probably about a total of four sixty seven. Oh yeah, okay. so you could pull some out and be mortgage free quicker than you know it. Just know that you're going to be on the hook for some taxes when you cash this out, right? Okay, well, the CDs, I guess not, because when they roll over, I probably wouldn't do it in a big chunk. I'd have to, you know, because they're rolling over at different times. I have about mm-hmm. four different CDs that I could pull from, mm-hmm. about 100000 mm-hmm. and then probably have to take the excess from uh, the funds. So there may be a penalty with that. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Yeah. No, there won't be a penalty. If you've invested in mutual funds, the only thing you'll have is taxes on what it is increased that you've not paid taxes on. If you get any capital gains on okay. it, that's all. But your broker can tell okay. you that. I, I wouldn't wait on the CDs to roll over. I'd just cash them out mm-hmm. and do it. I'd be debt-free this oh. week. This week I'd be done. Okay, and so a second part to my question. Um, so if we do this, um, I have a daughter who is a special needs adoption through the state of Florida. She's 23. 
Um, she'll always have to be under my care. I do want to give her a sense of independence. We could build something on the property that we're on, this house that we would pay off, or if we could potentially find something in the next few years to move, would it still be a good idea to pay off this mortgage? Pay off the mortgage this week. And oh, then decide okay. what you're going to do with the, whether you're going to add on or whether you're going to purchase is a different decision, and you're going to do that later. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't change right. anything because there's no time that you're going to lose money as a result of having paid off the mortgage. When you if you sold this house and moved to another one, they're going to give you a check at closing for all of the money. Right. It's not like you're consuming this money; you're moving it from investments to a paid off house, from one asset to another. And so the money doesn't go away. It's still sitting there. And so if you two years from now, three years from now say, hey, we're going to go buy this neat little place that's got a mother-in-law apartment for our special needs 25-year-old by then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you can do. You just sell your house, take the money out of it, and use that to purchase the next one, maybe with some of your other debt money or maybe not, but somewhere in there. But pay off your mortgage this week, Kate. This back and forth worrying about this, worrying if you did the right thing, is causing you more angst than it's worth. Mm-hmm. Just make a decision, pay off the mortgage, and then you're going to get you're going to have a sense of peace just from having made a decision. That's right. It, it's all this all over the place that's driving you crazy, and you're wondering if you're doing the right thing all the time, and you are doing the right thing. By the way, you didn't do a dumb thing by investing the money. I think that's a very smart thing to do. You let it sit there while you're going through the grieving process. You reset your life remarried now and wow i mean you've gone through a lot in the last 36 months and you kept your head about you through that so congratulations very very well done britain is in oklahoma city hi britain how are you hey dave how's it going better than i deserve what's up so i've got a question um my parents raised me in a dave ramsey home where um, now I'm 27 years old and I don't have any debt on my house, my cars, no student debt anywhere. Man, you got to go um, home and kiss your parents on the lips. <laughs> <laughs> You're 27 Definitely. years old with a paid for everything. Way to what go. Great moms and dads. Yeah. yeah. But this is, this is my question. Uh, I read somewhere Dave Ramsey's worth $600 million and I want to get into that kind of wealth for my family and impacts that I can make with that kind of money that kind of money. Um, so I don't know how I get to the hundreds of millions of dollars with the kind of money that I'm making now. Um, I think if I stay disciplined and conservative, I can definitely be multimillionaire, but, um, hundreds of millions of dollars without taking on debt. I don't see how I'm going to get to that point. I, I love real estate. My wife, my wife is a realtor and that's what we were really looking into a lot of projects in real estate. But what would you tell me? I just don't know time-wise. That's the biggest constraint. How do you get to that much wealth? Well, I, I think you said intermediate goals, number one. Number one, I'm going to work a traditional plan and go for the first 5 to $20 million. And the traditional plan that we right. talk about here all the time will put you in that category. But, no, you're not going to become a billionaire with your 401K. It's mathematically impossible. So, mm-hmm. um, And what you've got to do in that case is study – billionaires for instance you could comb through and say okay uh forbes 400 are all billionaires now you don't make the 400 anymore unless you're a billionaire a billionaire is a thousand million it's a completely different stratosphere okay mm-hmm. and it's a completely different discussion but you asked so it's a fun discussion so what we do is we study best practices we we'll study the forbes 400 
Okay. What, what do we find there? Do we find a bunch of trust fund babies? Nope. You don't find a bunch of inherited wealth. You find um, the Truett Cathy family at Chick-fil-A. You find David Green at Hobby Lobby. You find um, Oprah. Uh, you find Bezos at the top. You find Buffett at the top. Uh, you'll find uh, Michael Dell. Okay. You'll find um, all kinds of things. And so what do you find? And all of those are first-generation rich, by the way. Walmart. Mm-hmm. Sam Walton when he was alive. Now that money is now dispersed to one the next generation down. And I think each of those members are still billionaires. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure they are. But that's, that is inherited wealth there because Sam, the old man, started Walmart. But it's Walmart money. So what you do find when you're going through there, and I've noticed this, is the vast majority of them are, uh, it's like 69% are first-generation rich. Okay, so that means you get that it's possible. In other words, uh, then number two, how did they do it? Well, it wasn't funding their four hundred one k. That's not that doesn't get you to a billion, a thousand million doesn't get you there. Okay, uh, what they typically did was start an enterprise, start a business. So I mean, you've got Gates starting Microsoft, you got Dell starting Dell, you got Chick Fil A, you got Hobby Lobby, mm-hmm. you've got. Oprah is an enterprise. Oprah's not a brand. Oprah is an empire, uh, a huge brand. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But it's got, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of employees. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, uh, I mean, I know she's a person, but she's also a massive right. enterprise. And so uh, that kind of, so each of these people, uh, the I, I think almost all of them started businesses and the business made them wealthy, the, the, the explosion of the business, yeah. and or they took them public. Yeah. And the, the stock made them rich. I mean, obviously, that's uh, uh, Buffett's situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Phil Knight. Yeah, Phil Knight, in, in Nike. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's another one. So those, are, but they, they almost all were business enterprises, and they grew large businesses. Um, and in my case, that's where my money came from. The vast majority of it is from running from Ramsey. I've got eleven hundred team members. We do three hundred million a year in gross gross revenues here at Ramsey. And so, yeah, I mean, obviously that's where our personal net worth came from. This is The Ramsey Show. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Hey, thank you to all of you who have subscribed and followed the show on your local podcast or your local uh, YouTube channel. Thank you for doing that. Anytime you subscribe, anytime you follow, it helps us tremendously with our algorithms and makes other people aware the show is here. Uh, there's tens of millions of you out there. Looks like we're approaching about 30 million right now between talk radio and podcast and uh, YouTube. Wow. Uh, a bunch, bunch of folk there. And thank you. And the reason that you're there is you told somebody. So share it. Share the show. Tell them where you're listening to talk radio. Tell them where you're uh you know that you're watching on tbn whatever it is tell tell them you're you're following youtube whatever it is click the share link and uh, where appropriate leave us a five-star review we'd appreciate that very very much all of these things help us we're not spending 300 million a year on uh, advertising and marketing for the show. Uh, we don't have a football stadium named after us that we paid for, <laughs> like uh, uh or somebody like that. Excuse me, I got allergies. But the uh, um, but yeah, the uh, <laughs> yeah, it's out there. Wow. And so y- you guys are our marketing. Thank you. If you tell, if you love it, tell people about it. If you don't love the show, uh, 
well, spend your time doing something else. It's silly. Don't don't be here. That's right. (laughs) Anyway, we appreciate you. We're glad you're here. Thank you for being with us. Nate is in New York. Hi, Nate. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. How you doing? Better than I deserve. What's up? Yeah, so I guess my main uh, question is, like, uh, I I have a – the main question, I guess, is how should I go about paying off my debt? What kind of debt do you Um, have? So, um, yeah, so I have uh, about forty-eight grand in private student loans, and um, nineteen grand in federal student loans. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a uh, uh, about twelve grand on my car, mm-hmm. and I have a seven and a half grand personal loan. What's your income? Yeah, so my take-home pay right now is about twenty six hundred a month. Okay. Um, How old are you? I'm twenty three. What do you do? I'm a support technician for my company's R and D. What'd you get uh, your degree in? Math. Math. Okay. Math, yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah, so I so I had this opportunity, so. Uh, I was admitted into a master's in applied math program all the way across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but right now I have about like three grand in my savings. And, um, I also have about 2,500 in a 401k. I don't know why I put money in there at this point. Right. Uh, so, but, uh, I, I, I do. I, You're I a math guy, and you understood compound interest, and you wanted to get involved. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. But, uh, the, the, equation here, had- the equation here is simple. You've got a big hole of, of debt, and your income needs to come up. So we need to be working on ways to get that income up, short-term and long-term, right? You're just getting started, 23 years old. You're just getting started. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of ways to move up in the field that you're in, right? Over time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I, my, 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 my biggest, so my, the plan I kind of have right now is I'm, I'm thinking about just trying to get a second job right. and like working as much as I can. Yep. And then like, but I don't know if so next year, by next September, like, let's say I have like, you know, 20, 30, oh, so right now I'm staying with my grandmother uh-huh. and like, um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to not spend any money on anything. That's good. Um, the, the equa- again, let me go back. The equation is simple. What we're doing here is we're getting our income up. In the short term, that's looking right. like working an extra part-time job, some side hustles, and trying to get this paid off as quickly as possible. Another thing you can do is make sure that you're writing down your expenses and what you're spending through your budget because that's you're going to optimize your money in that way. So those are the two things that you need to be doing, lowering your expenses through budgeting and increasing your income through part-time side jobs, that sort of thing. And that's the, that is the only way to skin the cat on this one. So you know, Nate, there's no magic thing. Nate, I took every math class that was available to me all the way through AP. Um, math is my thing. I love it. So I, I love the way your brain works. It's my, the way mine works. And here's my warning. Don't overanalyze this. Okay. I nowadays, when I'm talking to someone like you, I use big math. I call it meaning very little analysis. So what I'm looking at is I just added it up real quick in my head. You got $86,000 in debt and you make $35,000 a year. Okay. 
$86,000 in debt means you need to pay off 43000 a year for two years and you're debt free. So what have we got to do to do that? You need to make about $35,000 more than you're making right now. And so you're going to lean in on your current job, push, 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 do anything you can do to get promotions and move up or change your current job to a better one. And you're going to work like a maniac at the best possible paying side hustle. I don't care if it's cleaning septic tanks or walking dogs, do whatever you got to do for two years and get your butt in gear and go find you $43,000 a year for two years. And you're done, man. You're 25 years old and you're debt-free. The whole mess is cleaned up, and you will have learned some things about Nate that you don't know right now. You will like yeah, him I, even better because I like him. I think he's a good guy. <laughs> do, do you think it's, like, worth it to take uh, the, the school opportunity? No, if I you're broke. No. You don't need a master's in applied mathematics. You need a job. Right. you got to go get some just, money. You have a mess. Yeah. So Jade comes out $38,000 in income with a couple of music degrees. Did I get yep, that right? You're about right. And $465,000 in debt. They did not get out of $465,000 in debt, her and Sam, in seven years with $38,000. You know what they did? They got their butt in gear. You got to work, man. And they got their incomes up, and their income up some more, and their income up some more. And they were making serious money by the end of the story. But the beginning of the story was pitiful. Mm-hmm. And the beginning of your story is pitiful. But the end of your story is going to be amazing because you have that ability. My only like concern. So there, there's like, don't uh, analyze this, Nate <laughs> quit. You got, you're getting paralysis of the analysis That's already. Right. You got to get in gear, man. You got to roar. It's a, it's this a is, simple, this is, simple equation you, on be, this. Be a little dumber for the purposes of getting this done. This is just be a workhorse. You know, just get your butt in. How much money can I make legally and morally? How much can I work? And don't worry, you're not going to die from overwork. Right before you die, you pass out. Don't worry about it. Hey, there's this, um, I'm sure you've read Atomic Habits by James Clear, and he talks about the idea of motion versus action. And the motion is, I'm reading all the books, I'm doing all the math equations, I'm rolling it over in my head over and over, but the time comes when you actually have to act. And do the things that you're reading about, thinking about, listening to podcasts about, asking Dave's advice about. At some point, the motion has to transfer to action, and that's the only way that you're going to get out of this thing. But, I mean, you and Sam just threw your shoulders back and roared. Yeah. You just went, I'm going! You know, that's what you yeah, did. You have and to. And then you guys went and you worked, and, and you did some crazy stuff to oh, make yeah. money that was legal. Yeah. But it, it was like, you look back on it, you're like... You're nuts. And, and that's what that's what Nate's got to do. You got You don't have kids. You're not married. You can do crazy stuff like get a bunch of roommates so you're paying. paying he, he's you know, staying with grandma for free. That's crazy yeah, right there. You can do things like you know sell everything you've got. You can get rid of this car if you need to and get a $2,000 car. There's, there's a lot that you can do. You can work to all hours of the night. You're 23 years old. Your body doesn't you know, don't get me wrong. You need sleep, but I'm saying Not you much. can do, you can do the crazy right now and do it now, dude. Don't put this off until you know ten years on down the line. Listen, money comes from action and work. Mm-hmm. Go get you some. That's right. Forty three thousand dollars a year for two years. You're done. And then call me up. We'll have you come down here. You can stand on this debt free scream. We'll give you a big old hug and tell you we're proud of you. Because that's where you're going, man. That's who you are. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're not a, a wilted little snowflake. You're a roar, man. Roar. Get it. Get it. This is The Ramsey Show.
We have people who tune into every episode of The Ramsey Show. They know everything we teach about money. They can answer the questions faster than we can, and they still, still feel stressed and stuck because knowing what to do isn't the problem. Doing it, actually doing it, is the solution. Personal finance is 80% behavior. It's only 20% head knowledge. And the proven way to change your behavior, actually doing it with money, is by taking Financial Peace University. The class is the difference between trying to get into shape on your own versus having a personal trainer. You'll have a coordinator who holds you accountable and other people in the class pushing you and cheering you on. And that's why this class has worked for over 10 million people. And after nine weeks, you will never handle money the same way again. You will make progress faster than ever. Don't just listen to the show. Commit to doing what it takes to win. Join a Financial Peace University class at RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. Melissa is with us in Portland, Oregon. Hi, Melissa. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, what's up? I, I discovered your program three years ago, and since then, we have paid off, my husband and I, $120,000 in debt, and I proudly drive a 2006 Honda Odyssey now. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> we have um, no debt other than our student loans and our house, but unfortunately, um, I guess unfortunately, my husband has a private undergrad, a master's degree, and a separate law degree. She- How so much we- is that debt? We still have a hundred and ninety thousand dollars in student loan debt. Okay. Yeah, and so I'm glad you're on Jade too because I know you have a similar experience. That's, so yeah, well, the student loan debt, yes. Yeah. So we what's have your household income? We have about a three hundred thousand dollar household income. Mm-hmm, that's um, good. So we have a, a big shovel, mm-hmm. big hole, as mm-hmm. you say. Um, but about half of our income is. Um, from I own a, a business. I'm self-employed, so it's mm-hmm. a little bit more precarious, I would say. My husband's um, an attorney and is a little more stable, maybe. So how can we help? But, yeah, so our other um, numbers to share, because I know Dave will ask because I listen all the time, <laughs> we have about $20,000 in liquid um, savings. I'd like to have a little bit more, even though we're gazelle intense, just because I am self-employed. I have a one-year-old and a four-year-old. And so I have three to six plans. months. Uh-huh. No, they still have $190,000 in debt. We still have $190,000. So oh, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. That, but because I'm self-employed... Um, okay, I so thought, what's your question? Yes. Any, okay, so my question is, we live in a pretty somewhat unsafe area without great schools and my oldest son is going to be in kindergarten next year and so we are hoping to move in a year we have about two hundred thousand dollars equity in our house right now and i am but we've still been just paying the student loan debt um what's the house worth the house is probably worth about five hundred thousand sounds like a rough neighborhood Half million dollar homes. I live in I live in Portland, Oregon, so the housing prices are very high. Um, no, they don't have they don't have three hundred thousand dollars slums in Portland, Oregon. Five hundred thousand dollars slums. Yeah, they don't have them. I've been there. Yeah, yeah. So my question <laughs> is: Should that? I mean, I think you're probably getting at we should just stay in the house and not move. Well, Melissa, I can take you well. and show you some real rough neighborhoods. 
some real ones. <laughs> some real ones. Yeah, yeah. It's just that my my I was hoping that my son would not have to move schools. Okay. And here, here's what I, I would do. Here's yeah. what I here's what I did. I okay. sold my home, and I rented. Okay. And I changed my kids' schools. We had our yeah. kids in private school because we were in a neighborhood where we didn't like the schools. Um, okay. Nowhere, nowhere near. Uh, it's long, long, a lot longer ago than now, but nowhere near the same numbers you're dealing with. Um, yeah. And we sold the house and got got dumped the private school tuition and rented for two years while we got mm-hmm. ourselves straightened up and got out of debt, and then we bought. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what you should do. You should sell your house, take the two hundred thousand, pay off your student loans. So I we were very close to doing that last year, and I to do that exactly take the equity and pay off the student loans, yep, yep. Um, which we could do. But our yep. mortgage right now is only 1600 a Do month. I sound like I'm going to argue with you? No, I'm just wondering okay. if the rents are a lot more expensive than You're the not going to have a mortgage. Hey, You're not going to have listen, a mortgage. You, you do what you want to do, Melissa, okay? You do whatever you want to do. I just told you what we think you should do. You should sell your house and you should rent. If you want to put the kid in the school, pay off your debts, take your fabulous $300,000 income and start saving up for a down payment. Rents are not, you know, you, you have to get fatalistic on me every time we talk about it. You have the horrible ghetto that you live in that's a half million dollar home. That's a ridiculous statement. Mm-hmm. Then you have rents are so high that it's impossible to rent. Well, if you can't afford to rent in the school district your kid's going to go to, you can't afford to buy in the school district your kid's going to go to. So we have a bit of a problem here, Melissa. You're going to have to decide which of these things you want to do. You can't have it all. You've tried to have it all and made your life into a freaking mess. You've got hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt, never saying no to you guys. So now it's time to say no. Stop it. Stop doing it. So either sit there and pay off your student loan debts starting today like wild people or move and rent and use the equity to pay it off. You do whatever you want to do. That's what I would do. I have an issue with this. I feel like this is kind of a trend right now where folks are calling in and they've said, I want th- I want to be a stay-at-home mom and I want to live in the best school districts and I want Jimmy to have the best possible. And it's like, but if you can't afford it, you, you've got to, it's got to make sense. It's got to make sense in, in the span of your reality. And sometimes you have the opportunity to make it make sense if you're willing to sacrifice, well, but you can't have it all without willing to, you to choose, have any you ounce choose of what's sacrifice. Most important. I wanted, the, we wanted to stop the private school tuition in mm-hmm. the case of the example I just gave. And we wanted to get rid of the IRS mm-hmm. after bankruptcy because the IRS never goes away. Right. We wanted those people out of our life. And we wanted the kids in a school system. Mm-hmm. We also wanted to own a house, but we wanted those other things more, more. than owning a house. Yeah. And if you ask Sharon Ramsey to this day, that was, uh, gosh, it's almost 30 years, 25 years ago. Mm. Okay. To this day, she can describe the color of the kitchen floor in the rental. She <laughs> hated that house. I feel that. The hate. I mean, and she can describe all the things that were wrong with that rental house. <laughs> that that period oh. of our life was we made choices about what was most important. The things that were less important were highly unpleasant. Yeah, I feel that. And you've got to do the unpleasant to get to do the pleasant. 
I feel you that. can't just have it all at once. It doesn't work that way. To your point, there is a limit on math unless you're going, unless you're in Congress. Other mm-hmm. than that, the rest of us have to live within, within finite dollar amounts. That's right. And and we have to live with the facts. And this arithmetic thing, it'll kick your butt. It will. Yeah. Oh gosh, I feel that, Dave. Talking about you can still see the rental. <laughs> there was a townhouse that we lived in with roommates. And we used to come in and I could smell, like in my mind now, I can smell walking in the house, yep. the roommates cooking like ground beef or something. I can see the old couch why, why that they had. Why are you up your lip about ground beef? <sighs> What's your like, problem with ground beef? I don't like the smell of it, Dave. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Really? No, I don't oh, like Oh, you are kind of a vi- vegan type. Yeah, yeah, I am. But it's just, smell of ground beef smells like dog food to me. That's oh, neither here man. nor there. But I can see the room. I can well, smell yeah. the room. I mean, gosh, that's, I good, mean, that's good eating. Dave, <laughs> stay on track, Dave. <laughs> We're talking about the sacrifice, Dave. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, smelling ground beef doesn't feel like a sacrifice to me. It felt, <laughs> smells like supper to me. Well, look, so. some folks can't cook. I'm just saying. some fo- <laughs> <laughs> You're too much fun. So, guys, live like no one else so that later, later you can live and give like no one else. No discipline seems pleasant at the time but it yields a harvest of righteousness. You're going to pay a price to win. You need to decide intentionally which of these prices you want to pay. What's your number one priority? What's your number two priority? And then you're going to take a hurting on your number three temporarily. This is The Ramsey Show. What's up, guys? It's Jade. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.